it's that time, everybody. It's that time for you to walk away from the water bath canner. And now you can go into your closet and open that box with a pressure canner in because we're going to make you feel more comfortable about it right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. All right, gardeners and homesteaders alike, this one is for you. So we are a listener-supported show. You can come see us on Patreon. Now listen very carefully, okay? Very carefully. You're going to get extra podcasts a month. You can sign up for a year ahead of time and get 10% off. And now we're going to start doing a monthly giveaway where we are going to draw a Patreon a patron Patreon out of a hat and you're going to have a one-on-one zoom call with us. So come check us out, come be part of the crew and help support the show. And you can get t-shirts and then buy stuff on Amazon too. Our Amazon list has all of this food preservation and gardening stuff that we know use and love in our own gardens and homes. So check it out and it'll help the show. Pressure canning. All right. We, we got a fine timeline on this one. So um, if you haven't listened to the water bath episode, we're going to kind of pick up from there along as lines of the safety stuff. But we're going to talk about pressure canning. And I'm not even going to read the excerpt from the National Center for Home Food Preservation. Look, I remembered it this time mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. So pressure canning is more versatile. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, many more options of um, preserving food, right? The water bathing, which I've grown to love, definitely is limited when it comes to um, even foods you grow in your garden, let alone just things that are generally, you know, foods that you may want to preserve and eat, right? Yeah. Um, beans, squash. Um, carrots should be pressure canned too. There's one or two recipes that I've used where it's just a few carrots and they're pickled and I've water bath canned them. But if you're just doing a jar of carrots, you know, that should be pressure canned. And we're not even, we today aren't going to talk about meats and things of that nature, but you definitely need a pressure canner if you're going to preserve jar can things like that as well so well let me say this <clears throat> i'm gonna read this directly from um regular beans too which i'm a love of um not just green beans pressure canning is the only safe method of canning low acid foods those with a ph of more than 4.6 and these include all vegetables meats poultries and seafood so there you go. There is nothing mm-hmm. that you cannot pressure can. That's really important. Um, so the way that they read that reads, are they just excluding uh, tomatoes because it's considered a fruit in this world? No. So tomatoes, technically, I you can pressure can tomatoes by dropping them in. A jar. Uh, adjusting the pH. And yeah. you don't have to adjust the pH or anything. Now, when I did my video, I did add that acid to it, and it was just a safety measure, but it doesn't have to be done. No, I think that you, it sounded as if you read it and said it's, the, you can only pressure can, these are, these things must be pressure can is the way I, no, I heard that. No, it just says that. these all 
vegetables, meats, poultries, and seafood can be pressure canned. Oh, can be, yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can pre- you can water bath a lot of things, but you're going to be adding the acid, the vinegar, and stuff like that to it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to really rehash that because we have limited time, but just note that when you pressure can something, you don't have to add anything to it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the truest flavor of that vegetable you can when it's pressure canned. Now, is it going to taste different? Yes. Then if it was fresh, of course sure, it is. Sure. Yeah. I prefer the taste of green beans canned. I don't mm-hmm. really like them fresh. You know, shoot me. Whatever. So Yeah, I actually, I, this year announcement so this year um i've done i've stepped into the world of pressure canning three years baby the the og listeners it finally happened (laughs) finally it is happening to me um it's only climatic to batavia everybody else is like finally (laughs) we were doing an episode here i'm trying to think which episode it was i literally had a can of green beans and a fork that was the last like, three you know. episodes. You were eating green beans straight out of the can. I didn't say anything. I was going to let you have your moment when you were ready. Um, but they very, just as a side note, personal note, very reminiscent of growing up, you know, because I think we only ever had green beans from the can and they were, you know, with some potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. cooked in them. Um, and so that's immediately, immediately what I thought of. But I prefer, my very favorite is going to be fresh green beans with a little bit of butter. Um, and so the next thing with that, I'm going to probably not quite split. But like a third of my bean harvest, green bean harvest is going to be blanched and frozen and the rest is going to be canned. Um, I mean, I needed the practice. too. Well, green beans are a perfect entryway into. You've said canning. it and I didn't believe it. And now do you? Yes. <clears throat> Damn. Can I say something? I told you so. <laughs> and and to be to be quite clear, we can carrots last year and we thoroughly enjoy having them canned. So that's been mm. a real treat to have. Um, you know, so we've over the years we generally try to pressure can something new every year if we can. Mm-hmm. And I've often tr- thought about doing greens. That's a great idea. And I don't want to do greens. Because here's the caveat between water bathing and pressure canning. So pressure canning, you have to get to a certain pressure. If you've never, if you're not familiar with it, you have to pressurize your canner and there's certain steps to take. And once you get to that pressure, you have to hold that pressure. Now you can go over that pressure, but you can, mm-hmm. if you go below that pressure, so a very common pressure, I believe, is 11 pounds per square inch. Mm-hmm. If you go to 10 pounds per square inch and you're almost done with your canning method, you have to restart that timer. Yeah. But if you go over, it doesn't matter. Okay. And to be fair, you're also, I mean, it's like, you know, over-processing your hair if you're bleaching it or something or you're dyeing it. So, I mean, that food is still cooking, you know, in those jars, really, right? You know, so green beans, obviously, there's the hot pack and the... Um, the cold pack method. Um, but I, I'm very close. I'm looking around. If I can find a safe recipe that allows me to can both greens with meat already, even with the long ass, um, processing time, I'm going to be in there. That would be so helpful to be able to just open a jar 
of my favorite collard greens, you know. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, the reason why I, um, I was not going to do greens is because it takes an hour to can. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so during that time frame, you do have to keep a more vigilant eye yep. and adjust the temperature on your stove, you know, hotter or colder or whatever. So you can reach that that pressure and hold that pressure mm-hmm. and you you know you'll you'll start to learn like i have on my stove it's all numbers and i know if i keep it between three and four i can generally hover around the same spot and climb and if mm-hmm. i go down then obviously it'll drop but it's not instantaneous either yeah so yep, when yep, you yep. go to turn it like i i when my um tomato canning video i said it was like it was like steering a ship like you can't just go hard port all of a sudden and like bust a turn a UE out. You've got to like slowly do it, and mm-hmm. then you have to correct because it, even when you stop, it's going to keep going. So yeah. it's the same idea. So you just want to make sure you stay on top of that. And every single time you can use the manual. Yep. Use the manual. Don't throw it out, gentlemen. <laughs> don't throw it out because it's just it's safe and that pressure canner company has has built that manual for you mm-hmm. based on their pressure canning and their knowledge and it's just it's the easiest way to keep track of all of it and it tells you in there how to can meats and basically everything yeah i have um a little basket that my pressure canner had sat in for three years um and the manual was inside that basket and you read but it 500 I'll- times in three years no, <laughs> no, no. Read it a couple of times originally and said, okay, maybe next year. Came back, read it a couple of times. Fought the urge of like, I mean, I kind of got this, right? Yeah. You know, but was uh, obedient in that. But my, all of my manuals go underneath the couch cushion. One of my best girlfriends, we used to live together. She taught me that trick. It's like, you always know where to go. Go underneath the couch cushion. Um, but the pressure canning That's a part of Batavia a I didn't want to know about. <laughs> I didn't want to know that. The, well, now you know, and people are like, oh, genius, while you're looking at me like, you know, I'm a crazy person. It's 50-50. Um, but the, the manual that for my, it's a, I have an all-American canner. Um, it's 910, I think, is the model. And it can hold up to seven pint jars and four quart jars. And so that's probably the smallest in the all-American line, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, I mean, it's comparing it to last week it's an investment compared to you know getting a big stock pot or even a water bath canner that's going to cost you twenty dollars so let's not pretend here right like i feel great about it i made the purchase probably right before everything went crazy from a price perspective it was still in the middle of the you know what's happening in the world everyone's gardening so there was some some uh inflation just a bit for that but anyway um there are larger canners that allow you to do a lot more. And I probably will end up getting one of those in the future. But being able to can seven quarts of anything is pretty, pretty right on for me. Yeah. You know, there's not a whole lot that I'm doing where I need something that's much, much bigger. And I think things like that are important when it comes to is it, you know, do you really need one? Right. You know, beans, going back to green beans, the reason why I think it's now I think it's a great entry is because those things come on fast and furious. And so you will in a couple of days if you have enough plants. I don't know. I did like six plants, seven plants or something this year, regular runner beans. And over the course of two or three days, I had enough to do 
four or five uh, pints of beans. So enough to fill the pressure canner. Right. And that was something that I've always been concerned about. And that's something, again, that you don't have to necessarily worry about with the water bath canning is having enough of the produce to preserve in the way that I want to preserve it. Right. Um, I got to stop you real t- quick. I got to stop you because you mentioned a um, the All-American canner that you use. Mm-hmm. If you have a glass top stove, you have to use the Presto canner. It's the mm-hmm. only one rated for a glass top stove. And they're like super common right now. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that that gets out there. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but sure. that's no, like, no, it's, okay. it's like super important because at the time of this recording, there is only one brand that is rated by the National F- Food Institute Safety for Canning to do that. So um, just, it's an excellent point. Yeah. Yep. You got to make sure that you're doing it. And if you read through comments and stuff like that, you'll see it. So it's just, just know that because some of them, I don't know how they're built, but the way that the ridges on the bottom are, they might not register. And so it'll never heat up mm-hmm. and get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a, a sorted tales. Like your, your what, what do they call it? Instapots, not a pressure canner. So, right? okay. You know. I'm glad you, you no. brought that up because I used that to can small batches of green beans for a long time mm. and never got You're sick. You're still alive, yeah. And But hold on. I, I didn't get sick, but I had somebody contact me at one point. They're like, you know, that's not safe to use. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I went and, and read about it. And so the deal with it is it's not rated to a certain pressure. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So it does have a canning mm-hmm. button on it, mm-hmm. but because they can't tell you and you can't adjust the pressure, it's not deemed safe by the powers that be to use in that manner. So we now have one that we don't even use. Mm-hmm. Like we have one that I, I can't remember the name of, but it definitely had a canning button on it. And we would can green because we, you know, a lot of times in the beginning of the season, you get enough to fill one jar. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we could mm-hmm. plop a jar in there and can it, but now we don't even do that. We just, mm-hmm. you know, I'll bust out the yeah. whole canner for it. But your uh, because mine is small, it's not like a big to do. My pressure canner is actually a bit smaller than my water bath canner, but they're all sitting on. I have my rack with my kind of food preservation stuff that comes out and stays in the kitchen for this season. Um, I think that probably. From the point you put the jars into the canner to the point you pull them out, it's different. But everything beforehand, like your prep work, you know, getting jars or food into jars, all of that's the same across. I'm not talking about the idea of adding, you know, lemon or something like that. Like we already talked about it last week, how that's different. But your work kind of getting your food prepped is the same across those two methods. It's really the action of and that even that um, was helpful for me to kind of like jump out and do it this year. Right. You know, when I went back and I'm like, wait a minute. So I've already I know how to do this other thing. Right. I know how, you know, to sterilize my jars. I know, you know, hold on to be careful. Let's talk about that. As we run low on time, um, <laughs> but when you go to start canning, it, you need to sterilize your jars. Mm-hmm. You need to sterilize your lids. You need to honestly sterilize your whole surface that you're using. Clean your hands, clean your vegetables, and then chop them. And just make sure that you're keeping like a watchful eye 
because I don't want to sit here and talk like there's people that already do one and not the other because there's very well could be people that have never done any of this. Don't do either, yeah. And when we say sterilizing the jars, it's boiling in a roiling boil, roiling boil, what is it? Rolling Rolling. boil for 10 minutes. You don't have to do the rings, but you do have to do the lids and get Mm -hmm. yourself a canning kit. So... Go to Google and go to Ball and um, Google proper sterilization because Ball has a new set of lids that came out, I don't know, maybe a few years ago. And they recommend that you wash those in hot soapy water Mm -hmm. to clean them, but not boil them. Um, And I haven't haven't experienced it myself, but some people have reported if they boiled them like they used to for years and years, that they, um, they didn't get a seal, right? You know, so... Again, research that on your own. Um, the And then there are some guidelines around if you're processing above X number of minutes in your canner, whether it's water bath or a pressure can, then the jars don't need to be boiled because that's going to happen as a part of processing it for 40 minutes. See, I can't now get I on say, board with that. Yeah, so let me, let me finish my thought. So the boiling of the lids basically could lead to based on some people that you know i've read comments from could lead to a failure and that lid sealing so i absolutely have eliminated that process i don't think there's any harm if you'd like to continue to sterilize your jars by boiling them in hot water um I also, as a side note, you want to make sure that you're checking jars, whether they're new or you're reusing them to make sure there aren't things like chips, yeah, you know, or cracks in them. I believe that that's, and I, I don't have a lot of history with this, but I believe that that's the recipe for like jars cracking inside of your can. Yeah, because you're creating you a know? lot of pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let me say this. One, I would not buy the lids that you don't have to boil. I don't think I would just continue to buy the old school lids. Um, and that's just because I've been doing it for so many years that it just, it's natural for me to just plop, plop them in. Um, and two, there is word that you can put the jars in your dishwasher under the hot water cycle and that'll sterilize Mm -hmm. them. I don't do that. I just go ahead and boil them. So there's that as well. And the pickyourown.org website that we gave out, that's Mm -hmm. a good website. That will tell you all of these steps to prepare for canning. Because if you don't prepare correctly, then you're just setting yourself up for a case of botulism. I mean, let's just be straight up. Um, yeah. Is the canner going to explode on you? No. It's not going to explode on you unless you're using an antique one, then it's more possible. There's safety measures built into the canners to release pressure when they get overpressurized. So there's that. Um, and then there's <clears throat> the cooling of the jars. So we touched on that last time and I want to go over that real quick. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, um, when I cool my jars, I take a, a dish towel and I fold it and then I put my jars on top of it. And then I put two more dish towels on top and I usually do my canning at night. So I'll do that and then I'll go to sleep. And then when I come back in the morning, you take that off. The can is still warm. Okay, and that's it's super important because what you're doing is you're slowing down that cooling process so that it'll draw that top back down. And so once it's done, once you get up in the morning, you know, you can do whatever you take off the ring, 
you know, the little ring. At this point, it should definitely be sealed. And I pick it up by the lid and I, I bounce it. If you're watching the video right now, I bounce it just like this, just by holding the lid. And if it pops off, it's not canned. At this point, even though Batavia doesn't agree, you can now go back if that doesn't do it. And then you can redo the canning process. So that is an option for you at that point. If that's something you want to do, I have done that. I have no problems doing that, but I get where you're coming from with that too. I've, I've read instructions. That's the key. I've read instructions like in a ball canning book. And I did want to point out that ball isn't the only provider of jars that are used for canning. But they're lids, well right? tested yeah, and loved. Well and known, well respected. Um, but I'm almost certain that I've almost certain that I've read in their like, canning books this idea of reprocessing if the seal is faulty or if the seal hasn't uh the lid hasn't sealed and i mean i think it's just there there is no harm in me saying no thank you no no definitely you know and so depending on what it is you know you or you'll see things like put it in in the refrigerator depending on what it is because i have terrible habits when it comes to leaving something out for a few hours and, and eating it so don't get me wrong, I'm not pristine when it comes to this, but because of the added pressure of this is something I'm making in my home, this is something that's going to be sitting on a shelf, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be uber cautious. It's painful to throw something out, which fortunately I've not had any any seals, any lids not seal as of yet. Yeah. Right. Everything that I've canned, the, you know, I, the first, first couple of batches I was sitting there watching, you know, listening for the pop, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think I have some footage of that, uh, that sound. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of closes out. Then you're putting that, that jar. I'm labeling mine, right? You know, um, there may be some deposits on it. You may want to rinse it off, you know, depending on kind of how you roll. But I'm labeling it because once you start picking up what you're canning, in either method and both methods, you know, you want to know that this is from 2022 versus 2024. Yeah, I just put the, yeah. I just put the year on it. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a jam or something and I can't tell the difference and I'll do like an abbreviation, but I just do that. I originally put the actual date because that was my ref- reference to when I was canning things. Like I could say, okay, yeah, yeah. This, all of this has September you know, so I know that that's when the thing comes in. But now I kind of know that. So, yeah, a year, I think, is Yeah, you start to know that fine. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the thing is, is it can go longer than a year. You can have mm-hmm. it in your cabinet longer than a year. Um, when you said that, I only, you know, I've left food up for a couple hours and ate it. I'm like, yeesh, I've left food up for a couple days and ate it. Like many well, really, times. I, it was overnight, but I didn't want to, like, embarrass myself and out myself in that way. No, you just yeah. embarrassed me because I called myself out. Like, I mean, I grew up, it was famous. We'd have, like, we'd order pizza and it would sit up for, like, two days and we'd eat it. I'm surprised we never got sick. Oh, wow, but, man. you know, it's it's what you're comfortable with. But I agree with Batavia. So, I disagree with Batavia in thinking that she's being overcautious. Mm-hmm. But I applaud her. Because better safe than sorry. You know, mm-hmm. we went into last time about the botulism and all that, and that's not a place you want to be. You don't you don't yeah. want to deal with that. So just be careful. Um, follow the directions and just make sure you're doing all your sterilization. But don't be scared to start pressure canning, man. There's power in it. There's the freedom and power that you get of being able to pick anything out of your garden. Mm-hmm. And pressure canning it is amazing. For instance, this year we had all the peaches off our tree. And mm-hmm. I went and I said, you know what? I want to can these. I can't eat them all. And we were like, oh, well, let's make some jam. 
we didn't have enough time, so I was able to just pressure can them real quick. And now they're all in my cabinet. They're all pressure canned. You know, I th- By the time this comes out, I'll have my potato harvest. And I remember young Ben saying a couple of years ago, well, you know, if you were pressure canning, you could have canned those potatoes instead of, you know, letting them go bad. Uh, so I think that that is a great way to really, it's going to sound cliche, preserve the harvest. Yeah. Right? Like you shouldn't shudder at the fact that you got, you know, 40 peaches that's a celebration because guess what y'all have some fresh peaches you're also able to properly preserve them i mean it's a win-win it is a win-win and so what were you gonna say you said you were gonna say something close Mm -hmm. us out so hindsight's 2020 is absolutely monday morning quarterbacking but if i had to do it over and i was starting to can i have my water bath canner and sitting next to it is the pressure canner I would start out with pressure canning, rip the Band-Aid off, right? I firmly still believe water bath canning is easier, right? But it's it creates a crutch for you. It created a crutch for me. It made it easier and easier for me to push off, you know, the big, bad pressure canner. That's not you know? how you and said it to me. <laughs> Look, how did I say uh, it? We're going <laughs> to we're going to leave that in, but I'm going to give it to you all straight up. Rip the Band-Aid off. It's a crutch. You don't need it. Look, wait. That was Batavia. 15 minutes or five minutes before we started. I just want to go on five record. Five minutes ago, it was this. It was like, and rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. <laughs> that was what it was. And until next time, s- everybody. Look, you got to see the video to really get that full effect. <laughs> see ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.